welcome into another episode of the Idea Collision. My name is Andrew Green. I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, just for reintroduction for those who might be new to this and kind of wondering if you want to jump in, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I am a minister at the Waukesha Church of Christ. I am a grief facilitator uh, in a, a, counsel, a grief counseling group uh, here locally. Uh, father, uh, husband, and uh, just uh, a lot of the things that we do here, if you're wondering about the, the lay of the land of this podcast, really intersect all of these different these different elements of, of who I am uh, and, uh, and, and what I do. Uh, things that I see in culture, in society, in history, the various things that we talk about in church, uh, philosophically, whatever whatever it is, that, that we intersect a lot of ideas as we travel um, throughout our world. And I try to bring some of these kind of together and try to look at things a little bit differently, uh, but always trying to end up in a spiritual place, trying to look at the most important part of who we are as human beings. Um, going beyond Right now, we're in kind of a section talking about just societal issues. We've been talking about agendas and and what defines a good agenda. What you know, and what types of agendas do humans have? And and um, we've been exploring that. And as we look at society, one of the things that I see is, in general, things run in cycles. Uh, we like the things we didn't yesterday. We don't like the things we did. Um, you know, one of the, the the most common ways to observe this is in fashion, right? If you look at things, uh, so I grew up in the '80s. That's what I I mean. I remember stuff before then, but but that's really what I remember as a kid. And so I, I look, you know, kind of the late '70s. I remember early '80s that, and then crossing over into the you know the '80s and '90s. But uh, I I remember you know in the mid '80s kids pegging their pants, uh, and I I don't know as though I did that. I probably tried it once or twice, and I I wasn't sure about that anyway. But I remember mom jeans and and all those things, and and, and those stayed away for a long time. You know, uh, so other other trends kind of ran through, but th- those stayed away a long time until you know in the last couple of years they came back. And, and uh, you know, if you ask somebody in, in 1995 if they would like that, no, they wouldn't. But, you know, but here we are today, and, and they're, it's back. And, and think my, my son came home from college looking like a member of the Bee Gees. Uh, you know, now, uh, nothing against the Bee Gees, but, you know, at least he didn't have a silk shirt opened, you know, roughly to his, his midsection, you know, but, uh, you know, with the big collars, but... But I was his hair is like I was like my goodness, you know I I do remember actually barely uh, in the early eighties having hair like that was when we were still in that transition from the seventies. But you know it's been a long time since since those hairstyles have been in and you know and we we run through these cycles and we viscerally hate what we will do shortly and what we used to do. Uh, there was a an event. Uh, Another thing that that kind of illustrates this is music. There was an event on July twelfth, nineteen seventy nine. Some of you know what it was if you were there, or if you like history. Some of you have no idea what that date was, but it was a turning point in American music history. Uh, 
the White Sox, um, the Chicago White Sox, and a local radio, Chicago ra uh, radio station coordinated an event uh, where they burned, destroyed, exploded records on field. It was it turned into a riot, and then they had to cancel the second game of a doubleheader and all sorts of complete nonsense. Um, but these were disco records, and um, it was. Uh, somebody's like, well, I don't, I don't. That's not, that's not, you know, no great loss there. But, uh, so, so, so they just, they had this disco demolition night, was what it was called, and and it was cheap to get in, and massive amounts of people came in, and and those who didn't get their their records into the thing to be destroyed started flinging them all over the field. Uh, it was just, it was complete chaos, and. Uh, so, so you know, that was in 79, and, you know, it was a little over a year later, 80, 81, into early 81, I think the last real disco song of any popularity, and that would be a borderline disco song, was Celebration, right, uh, by Cool and the Gang. And uh, so, so it, it really, that event turned the tide against, you know, disco music. Well, let, let, let's look at disco music. Un, you know, dis, uh, un, until Michael Jackson released Thriller, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever, the soundtrack to the movie Saturday Night Fever uh, with John Travolta and I think uh, Olivia Newton-John. Uh, it was the highest selling album. Now, that's bizarre for a soundtrack to be the number one selling album of all time. Uh, but But a soundtrack was the number one album. And it still, to this day, remains a very safe second. Finally, uh, I think it's Whitney Houston's Bodyguard soundtrack surpassed it. And there's a lot of albums that have since, just regular albums that have passed it. But, but to this day, I mean, 40 million copies of that album were sold. Now, you have to consider the time. In the in mid-1970s, I'm going somewhere with this. In the mid-1970s, there were only 75 million households. So there was way more people. There was 200 million people, but, but each house. So more than half of the homes in the United States had a copy of Saturday Night Fever. However, now no one will fess up to ever liking the entire form of music called disco because of this event and, and 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 so it has to do with perception people what will people think of me if i say that i like this music because as i said 40 million people liked this music enough to buy an, a, a double album which isn't cheap now or then right i do own it by the way i'm not so against disco uh don't hold that against me we run through these cycles and a lot of the cycles that we run through and this is the important point uh is that we run through these cycles that we go through based on perception, based on what other people's opinions are of us, right? We care about something, and this is, is an important word. You hear it all the time, consensus. That That is an important-sounding word. Oh, there's consensus. That, that sounds substantive to us. Uh, it means what the majority thinks. And when you say it like that, well, it sounds a little less important. But that's all it really means. I'm just doing what the majority does. I mean, they're just doing what everybody, what is popular. That, that sounds less profound when you put it like that. And, and that's all consensus is. Consensus is looking at what the majority thinks or does and responding to it and, and, and kind of trying to fall in line. All right. 
Well, um, if everyone decides that they want to lick disco again, everyone will lick disco again, and, and there's no harm in that. If everyone wants to, to you know, do their hair in a weird way or wh- whatever, th- there really is no harm in that. Unfortunately, consensus does a lot of damage. Now, to understand how we need to understand what what things consensus tries to do, uh, and what consensus uh, there there are two real spheres in our in our universe. One is abstract, and one is concrete. Things fall into one of those two categories: information, right? opinions, all these things. We we file these things, and they're really, you can, ideas are, are either, they tend to be more abstract, and then there's things that are concrete, things that are factual. They just are. And the two don't mix well. Concrete and abstract never mix well. Uh, it's important to keep them and address them according to the rules that, that govern them. They're both fine. They just don't, you you can't use one for the other. Um. So, what we talk about music, right? Music and things like that. that. That's that's an abstract. It's an artwork or whatever. Those are abstract things. Uh, when we use you know consensus or whatever to determine, that's fine. Consensus is fine for because consensus is really in a sense abstract. There's nothing informative about it. It's just saying everybody likes this right now, and they won't tomorrow. So that's fine. That's abstract dealing with abstract. Um, let me let, let's talk about when when we mix some of these. They don't mix so well. Um, think about most of the debates that you have. Right, the, the most of the debates that you have are over abstract things. Now, the nature of a debate is concrete. So you, you take a concrete idea and apply it to an abstract idea. So we're going to debate about what music is the best, or you'll argue about what athlete is the best. And how do you argue? Well, okay, if we're talking about sports or something, we're going to talk, and, and, and this is all day long. If you turn, I used to listen to so much sports radio, and it's, it's really pointless, and you get upset, and you, you ah, I'm going to call in, which is what they want, and that's how they sell advertising and all these things. And you start seeing that, and you go, and it's kind of pointless. But but a lot of this is generated with statistics. This guy's the best because he had these statistics. Well, yeah, but you're not looking at the statistics the right way. You need to look at these statistics or whatever. And, it, and so you're trying to t- use this concrete method to interpret uh, a what boils down to an abstract thing, an opinion. There is no real way to compare, even within statistics, even if you, there's so many variables and there's things and, and there's, well, this person played in this time and this person, you know, they was, he was a different position really. Right. And then people try to do it from one sport to another, which is really bizarre. And it just waste time, waste time, waste time. And all that's left at the end of these things is, 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 you know, people getting upset, which is, tends to happen. Uh, or you can argue uh, other things. People argue about what food. Oh, that's gross. Okay, well, that's your opinion. No, 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 it is because this, right? Uh, and, and and so we try to boil down foods or entertainment 
know, what movie was the best movie? What uh, and people are constantly debating over abstract things and and trying to apply some criteria to it to to come out with a concrete result and you can't. Well, it doesn't work. But the damage is minimal in these cases. What is the damage? You get hard feelings. Right? The winner of the debate is never based on information. The winner of the debate really tends to end up in who can last the longest or yell the loudest or what have you. That that's the that forms the winner of any of these discussions. Uh, because someone just gives up, and then the person who gives up just quietly is fuming about, you know, or or if it's a sports radio show, they, you know, eventually they're just going to hang up on you, and when, you know, even if you're doing good in your debate or whatever, they're, they're just going to win, and and they're going to push the button and win, and then people's feelings are hurt. Well, you know, because it's not really core to us that those are just opinions and more surface things those opinion, those feelings don't tend to last that long so so there's not really a long term damage uh feelings from these things you know they're not core emotions that that are being impacted uh, so subjecting concrete uh subjecting now concrete topics doing the opposite subjecting a concrete topic to abstract uh, what, what consensus is is abstract. That will hurt people in real and very material ways, right? So, so taking something that can be used and 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 discussed on an information level, real information, and give evidence for and provide things. That's that's damaging when we screw that up. I'll give you an example of this. It happened about. Um, go- 175 years ago now, a guy by the name of Ignaz Semmelweis. Uh, you're like, that's a mouthful. Uh, he was a Hungarian physician. Uh, and uh, I think he was like an OBGYN, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if he had a more general practice. I think he was at some point in time over a hospital or, or uh, in, in Hungary. Anyway, uh, not really material, but to the to the discussion but one of the things he started doing i think he was working from a a guy by the name of francisco reddy who had uh, been a scientist 200 years earlier anyway he came to the idea that there was these high mortality rates in hospitals and so however he got there he was working on a couple of things one of them um was he was working in, uh, on work in, in uh, on research in chlorine which basically bleach and uh, and he just decided to start having himself and then people under him wash their hands between operations. That was it. That was a, a simple thing. And his mortality rates, infections and various things like that, dropped immediately, overnight. I mean, crazy. Like, no hospitals in Europe or the United States, nowhere, had these low mortality rates. His hospital stood alone in the known world for for these it was like fractions of a percent uh, 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 you know uh, of what the others were and so he started you know theorizing things and 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 a few borrowed it okay so so th- so there was start the influence because there are people that will go well this seems to be working i'll take that maybe i don't understand why 
because they didn't understand everything about bacteria and all that. But but he's starting to work on some theories of things. But regardless of the theories, he has empirical data. This works. And you would think the world would take over and then later learn why it's working. But they didn't. Um, there was almost immediately a reaction to this in the medical community because it challenged ideas and philosophies, opinions. Uh, and, and so it didn't make a difference if, if you could look at the data and say, this is, this is factual. You, you can't change this information. But abstract now gained control. Consensus gained control. Because the consensus believed in something called spontaneous generation. That means living matter arises from non-living matter, uh, which had already technically been disproven, uh, but not good enough. Uh, they also believed in something called the humors. You said, what? Is it has nothing to do with being funny. Uh, it was the idea that your quality of blood determines your personality. So they believed that if you were an outgoing person, you had what was called sanguine. You were sanguine. It had to do with the type of blood. Blood. Your your qual. You had good, healthy blood. If you were choleric, like like from the word cholera, uh, which has to do with bile or or whatever, and these whatever melancholy. Uh, or mel excuse me, melancholy is from cholera, and then, uh, um, and I'm trying to think of of no choleric, melancholy, and uh, phlegmatic. Phlegmatic is phlegm, right? Anyway, the, the the short shorthand of it is that they believe that you know you had some problem in your blood, so so they would actually bleed you um, to get rid of bad blood and, and then, uh, then you would be healthy. And, and a lot of people died from this and this was their philosophy. And so since it was a philosophy, which is abstract, uh, wasn't based on science at all. Uh, he was challenging their, uh, their philosophies. And so he had to go. They, uh, hounded him out of his profession. Uh, they, uh, it's like terrorized him. They assaulted all of the publications that he did. Uh, the medical, just the, the medical communities in general. He died basically insane. Uh, younger than fifty years old. I think he was like forty-seven, forty-eight years old, something like that. And um, a, a guy who had pioneered something. And uh, it. About two decades later, Louis Pasteur would prove beyond a shadow of a doubt for the scientific community that uh, that certain things, and he would explain why. Uh, he couldn't, Ignis Semmelweis couldn't prove it why. He could just prove that it was. But it shouldn't have made a difference. There was empirical data. Uh, and you, you just wonder how many thousands of people died across the world from things that, that, if if the world would have listened to Ignace Semmelweis or Francisco Reddy before him, how many people would not have died needlessly? Right? Um, and, and this is why I say that consensus, applying something abstract to something that really is empirical, that is concrete, is is so much more dangerous than the other way around. Now, political agendas are the basis of consensus that's always probably been true um 
and and uh, and I guess you could say you know political ideas are philosophies, and so some of them are more abstract. So maybe some of them are fine to be dealt with abstract, but science is now we live in a world where science is subject to consensus. Uh, again, uh, it's <laughs> also maybe this has also always been true where, where you know, because we see this numerous times and in different places happening. You know, we see um, Galileo uh, making scientific discoveries. Uh, uh, Nikolai Tesla did so. Like, and a lot of people hounded them for, for their discoveries. Uh, are trying to apply abstract things to concrete things. But but science doesn't work well. It never ends well when science is forced into abstract. Uh, so, so now, weather, just observable weather, that that's a... We have to have consensus. We have like like the, this majority of people believe in this model. We made a computer model, which isn't science. It's just a model. Uh, it looks like science because it's in it it uses information, but it uses information kind of like like two people debating sports with data. Well, okay, there's a thing called a batting average, but it's still it's still abstract. You you make a model and plug in information to it. But there's no one to say that your model's correct. It's still an abstract thing. Why? Why? Why is this a divine model? You just just a theory that you made up, and you're putting information into it. Uh, and 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 uh, medically, again, we're doing this. Uh, we're subjecting children to surgeries and hormonal treatments, um, chemically altering them, biologically, physically altering them not biologically, physiologically altering them because of consensus and probably other things too, but but consensus. And, and so if, if you challenge the consensus, well, the same thing happens to you that happens to Francisco Reddy or happens to Galileo or happens to uh, Ignace Semmelweis. You're hounded out of your profession. You're ostracized from a society. Uh social media or what have you right your your integrity is questioned your intelligence is questioned uh and it does real and lasting damage um the damage is quantifiable we see today women losing their scholarships to college because men are pretending to be women and taking their scholarships but the consensus says that's that's normal uh, more confusing than that, see if you can follow this one, but women and girls are being assaulted in bathrooms because there are men pretending to be men, pretending to be women. I'm not sure if you follow that, but they're, they're not really even people who struggle with gender dysphoria, but they're just pretending to do so because society is giving them cover of these, you know, these abstract ideas and this consensus so they're walking into bathrooms when they don't really have even an issue you know and emotionally but they're just using the cover that they have to assault people uh, there's is doing real damage uh, there's a consensus in redefining the family in our society now these aren't political these are moral I, I said these are spiritual things 
And whether you get a scholarship isn't spiritual. But what God defined you as, as a human being, that is. That, that is connected to morals and virtue. And, and, and as, as these things are uh, being redefined, right? There's, we're normalizing the breaking down of homes, which is leading to uh, unsupervised children, which leads to them, many of them being victimized, which leads to PTSD, which leads to depression, which leads to suicide, fentanyl deaths. All these things in our society can be statistically connected to broken homes. There is no greater indicator of negative things happening to people. We had depression, uh, crime, uh, incarceration, drug abuse, overdose, all those things. No greater indicator than a broken home. Greatest thing. And that has to do with redefining and normalizing this concrete thing as abstract and say, well, you know, it, it's okay. The, the, all these other things are are equally good. Now, science is is pretty fairly accurate on X and Y chromosomes, for example. Like, that's a scientific thing. But, no, science, we can't have science. We have our abstract idea. So, as I say, if you challenge these, you will face the uh, the same fate as Ignaz Semmelweis and the others who, who chose concrete information and, and followed it actively. Um, there's a statement, or actually a lot of statements, uh, in the opening chapters of the book of Joshua. Joshua is preparing to lead people into the promised land. Uh, into what's then called Canaan, what would now be Israel. And they're going to take possession of this property. And the people that live in there are very daunting people. They're superior in size and in strength. They live in fortified cities that are easy to defend. And and Joshua is leading a, a, a vagabond group of people in that have very little weaponry, uh, if any, they don't have any structures of any size and strength. And, and, and he's got to conquest this land and give a permanent home. That's his task. Well, he's obviously <laughs> struggling with this. And what's obvious that, you know, we think of Joshua. Joshua is thought of as this, this great, powerful character, but he doesn't start out that way. Uh, I forget how many times, I think it's like five or six, seven, somewhere in there, in, in the opening couple of chapters of, of the book of Joshua, that God has to remind him to be strong and courageous. And if, if, so, if God has to repeat something that often to you, it, it's obvious that you are struggling with that character. And it is, it is a thing when we are in the face of what appears to be the consensus, the society around us, it's, a, it's very difficult for us to be strong and courageous. That's what I want to encourage you this week. Uh, to be strong and courageous, not just, you know, I, I couldn't care less really. Well, I could, but uh, about weather. You know, arguing over weather uh, is not really deep down the most significant thing we can argue about. Uh, but things about, uh, things that have to do with virtue, things that have to do with character, things that have to do with spirituality, 
we stand as as you know people who believe that if you do you stand in the minority you do not stand in the consensus there's a society that wants to assault that uh and, and beat you down into silence and submission i'm hoping to encourage you uh, to to be brave you know um we're getting today is labor day labor day is where we remember uh people who uh stood up they they challenged a society and and those that were the power brokers in society uh to try to make safer conditions you know nothing can be safer for a society than developing um uh, spiritual and virtuous uh, ideas and we are going to have to challenge and and follow in the in the footsteps of those who did that uh in terms of their character to be able to stand up and 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 speak in the face uh with good character i'm not talking about being rude or violent but but speaking in the face of of those that would challenge spiritual concrete truth uh, so so be brave this week and we'll see you next week.